What's up? It's me again, your boy, Ruby Rube, coming at you from the Gathering Strength Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening and sharing a moment or two with me over here at the Gathering Strength. Out of all the podcasts in the world, you are, man, choosing by your own, (laughs) by your own doing to tune in and listen to me what I have to say. So right on. Thank you for that. One of my favorite quotes, you already know by now that I love me a good quote. And one of my favorite quotes is spoken by the greatest investor of all time, Warren Buffett. That brilliant mind, that sack of can-do, he said, the more you learn, the more you earn. Man, and by golly, you gonna learn today. First and foremost, want to point out that yes... Your boy Ruby Brew became a published, an official published author. Official like a referee with the whistle. The book is called Gathering Strength. The subtitle, Everything is Fuel. And in all actuality, full disclosure, you know, the book, uh, Gathering Strength, that was inspired by a journal excerpt by the one and only Marcus Aurelius, the king philosopher, one of the five good Roman emperors. He wrote in his journal, Vieris equitit iundo. And what that means is we gather strength as we go. That is the Latin translation for Vieris equitit iundo. And Marcus Aurelius, you know, the circle of life and the circle of inspiration just continues on and on because Marcus Aurelius, that vieties equite iundo, that was a phrase that was used by a famous poet of his day. His name was Virgil. And yeah, man, he wrote vieties equite iundo. That resonated with me. And how awesome is it that you can tune in and still read a great man's words that lived over thousands of years ago and still be impacted by it and that is definitely a characteristic and attribute of some good old-fashioned knowledge and wisdom and when you think about it is there such a thing as new wisdom like really you you can't say anything new that hasn't been said by someone smarter by someone more articulate than than you are. Someone said all of these words before. And it is just fascinating how the ghost and the energy and the mindsets that really differentiate someone with the can-do attitude, someone looking to learn and strive and reach and grow and gather their strength, how it differentiates between someone who is a victim, someone with a, oh, it must be nice to be you. It must be nice to have all that money and time and energy because I'm over here languishing similar to a unwatered houseplant. Half alive, half not really doing much, not flowering, not producing anything. And that is a little metaphor that I made up on my own. I think I was I was reading I was reading in my living room and the family they, they must have I don't know, been out somewhere and the sun was low on the horizon enough to where it, it was 
like just coming in through my windows like directly and this location that I have my house plant in like that is like the only time of day that it gets direct sunlight and as much as I love plants and foliage and flowers and greenery as much as I love them it is very easy to neglect them right they don't call out to you like hey Come over here. I'm thirsty, yo. Give me some water. Now, your plants don't do that. They just sit there. And if they go unattended for a certain amount of time, then their leaves start to get all limp. Their color starts to change. And, you know, that's essentially what us humans do. When we are languishing in the potted situation and circumstances that we find ourselves in, We can do that too. We start to become limp. Rather than standing up, you know, with with our shoulders cocked back and our spine straight, we start to limp over. You know, maybe we're staying indoors more. So rather than being goldenly kissed from the sun and having your skin all, all bronzed and looking all tan, there you are, limp and pale just like a unwatered houseplant. So anytime when you feel like you are a little bit blah, a little bit, you know, unenergized, just, you know, picture yourself as an unwatered houseplant. And now the remedy to get those leaves stiff and erect, and you need to tend to yourself, tend to the soil that you're in. Get outside, get yourself some fresh air, And give yourself the proper nutrition so that, man, you can have your brain release all of those endorphins. We we need to take care of ourselves. That's what I'm saying. Now, in the spirit of gathering strength, as I continue to step out of my comfort zones, one thing that is uncharted water for me is, man, yeah, being a published author now. Now, it is a weird feeling because... You know, when I didn't have this book published, I would look out on the horizon and I would diligently work towards that. Like, all right, one of these days I'm going to have a book published. And I'd sit at the computer and I'd type away, click, click, clack, 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 clack. And luckily, luckily for me, you know, the beauty that I have been given for my ashes goes with this little anecdote, this little allegory. So check it out. Back in high school, I had zero attention span. I wanted to take the easiest classes. And as a matter of fact, I failed ninth grade PE. And the question comes to mind, how do you fail ninth grade PE? Right? I There was no excuses. I just didn't participate. I was that guy. I'd rather not dress up. Man, and I was athletic too. I was just lost a a freaking idiot right that's pretty much the only way you fail ninth grade PE so there I am with the big fat F in PE and now it is time for me to go to summer school I, I, I went to summer school every single year of my high school career barely passed but I ended up getting my diploma 
um, one of the ways that I did that was, man, I try to take the easiest classes. Now, my ninth grade year, I was like, all right, let me go through this course catalog and let me try to find the easiest classes where I can get an A. As if ninth grade PE wasn't already a very easy A to get. I was like, man, let me try. To- <laughs> that was too much for me. So let me try to find a, a class that I can get an A in. And I was like, all right, keyboarding. You just learn how to type. All right, I'm like, all right, I can do that. And now I forget the teacher's name, but it was some, uh, you know, his name is at the tip of my tongue. I can see his face. And he kind of had a reputation of being like a sleazeball. Like there were some hot girls in that class and he would kind of spend a little bit too long talking and flirting with them. And his reputation preceded him. And it definitely was holding some water, if you know what I mean. Anyways, so I ended up taking that class. Um, That was like keyboarding one. Took that class, passed it. Sophomore year, took it semester one, semester two. And that was like keyboarding two, keyboarding three. And then junior year, took more keyboarding, advanced keyboarding. And then senior year, there was like a super ultra mega alpha keyboarding class where like you had to just be top dog. And that's what I was. I had all of the credentials to earn my place in that class and I believe the fastest that I was able to type was maybe like 105 words a minute sure I had a few errors here and there but man I was clickety clack clack clicking and clacking and getting all all those damn words so that skill (laughs) that skill that I learned in high school I was able to not only utilize that in pumping out, you know, 75,000 words on this manuscript, but it has been a invaluable tool and an asset because prior to creating this book, I created a bunch of like family uh, photojournalism books where I would just document my own life and write like an essay that would in- it, that would encompass that photo and yada yada. And some of the photographers, some of the goats in the photography world, such as uh, Jay Maisel, uh, freaking Vivian Mayer, and there is also, there's a couple other big photography names that I forget, but the way that they shared their work is that they would create a photograph, and then they would write an essay to accompany that, so I was like, you know what, all right, I'm gonna steal like an artist, and I'm gonna do what they do, uh, Except, you know, of course, I'm not going to do do it exactly like them. I have my own style, my own, my own funk, flavor, and flair. And I'm going to take their work, internalize it, digest it, and then I'm going to spit out my own version. And now, with that skill set that I earned and learned in high school, I was able to use that in my photojournalism documentary style for my own personal use. And then... I was able to utilize it, man, for this book. And if I didn't have the skill set of typing, it would have been much more arduous. It would have been more difficult than than what it was. Now, because I have, you know, man, I'm, I'm getting off track. Anyway, so what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, 
gathering strength inspired by Marcus Aurelius and Virgil. Vietes Iquita Iundo, we gather strength as we go. And then the subtitle, Everything is Fuel. Now that was also inspired by Jesus himself and as well as Marcus Aurelius. Now Jesus says that he will give us beauty for our ashes, which means that if you are a believer of his foundational teachings, if you are a servant and you try to bring into fruition a level of servitude where you're bringing your bright light that the Holy Spirit has put within you, if you are going into places and illuminating it with God's Holy Spirit that is inside you, if you're doing that, well, you know, all of the hardship and all of the adversity, all of the bad things that have happened to you, well, you will be given beauty for those ashes. Now, there has been many aspects of my life where the devil tried to take from me those things which were meant for God's glory, and God was like, uh-uh, nope. You may have been, you know, a, a failure in the past, but I'm going to give you beauty for all of those ashes. And that's something that I absolutely love. Rather than keeping, you know, a, a satchel full of ashes to remind you where you're at, it's like, hey, give those ashes to God, and he will give you beauty for them. No matter what hardship you have been through, no matter what shitty circumstance that this world can throw at you, you will undoubtedly be able to turn it all like a freaking alchemist through the power of Jesus Christ. You can turn all of those ashes in for beauty. And that is, that really fires me up. That really elevates me. And, man, that's why I'm like, hey, bring it on. Everything is fuel these days. These days, I don't even consider a loss as a loss. My frustrations, they're still frustrations. I try to get over it as quickly as possible rather than dwelling on it for days and days and days. But, hey, don't get me wrong. I still shit the bed sometimes, and that's something that I'm working on. At least I know where my weaknesses are. And I pray about them. Now, Marcus Aurelius, he said that everything thrown into the fire will be converted to light, heat, and warmth. And now, when you think about it, that's kind of like what uh, Jesus said. Right? Beauty for ashes. Everything thrown into your fire. It's not going to diminish it. It's not going to put it out. It's going to convert it into light, heat, and flame. So whatever it is, hey, throw it on me and it will be converted into light, heat, and flame. It will be converted into beauty. And something that is popping into my head right now is David Goggins. David Goggins, he has a book that is called uh, Can't Hurt Me. And you damn right. You cannot hurt me. You can annoy me. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. If a pebble were to, you know, go into my shoe, 
And if I were to just leave that pebble in there, yeah, it's going to bother me. It's going to be annoying, but it's not going to ruin me. There are going to undoubtedly be thorns in my side that just annoy me. But I'm going to be like those rocks in the ocean where the waves continuously crash upon them. But I'm going to stand mightily. That's right. A word that comes into mind. And one of the things that I love about vocabulary is the power that they contain. And the more that you can improve your vocabulary, the more that you can identify what is from what isn't. And that's how you want to be moving through the world. Now, one of the words that is coming to my mind right now, a power word. Let this, this can be perhaps your word of the year. Go ahead and bust out that Lisa Frank stationary pad and a freaking pen, a paper, a crayon, whatever it is, and write down this word. Imperturbable. The definition of that word is incapable of being perturbed. You are imperturbable. That means that you are calm in all situations. Doesn't matter whether you come home from work and as soon as you enter in the house, the dog shit on the floor, someone wrote on the walls, and all of the kids are throwing a tantrum. It's not going to mess with you. (laughs) Because you know why? You are imperturbable. Now, when I first discovered that word, I was like, oh, you know what? There's a slang word for that. And I was like, you know what? I think I may have made up a new word. And the, the slang word that I thought that I made up, I was disappointed to find out that I didn't make up this word, but it, it got me all excited. And that word is unfuckwittable. And believe it or not, I tried to Google that word. And to my surprise, yep, it already has been invented. I was like, all right, whatever. Somebody beat me to the punch, but essentially I have been subconsciously trying to live a life of unfuckwittability. Hey, maybe that's the word. Un- unfuckwittable and unfuckwittability. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to think about that one a little bit more. Leave a comment. Let me know if you can build on that word unfuckwittable or imperturbable or some type of combination of that. And maybe we, we can collab on a new slang word and throw it on some bumper stickers some fanny packs, I don't know, put it on something. But as I begin to draw the curtains closed on this podcast episode, I'm so thankful for you that you have found value in some of the crazy words, thought processes, concepts, philosophy, whatever you want to call it. I'm so thankful that you have found this podcast, that our journeys are crossing in some type of way or another. I think that that's awesome. I am interested in reaching out with you on a deeper level. So feel free to drop me a message. You can find me on Instagram, Ruben underscore Quavis. Also on Instagram is Gathering Strength. I think... No, not, not I think. 
I just need to find the freaking time. I, I already have a full plate, but I am going to be creating a a book club, a gathering strength book club. Not just talking about my book, but all of the books that I have read that had led me down this path to believe the things that I believe and to do the things that I do. It all comes from books. Isaac Newton said that if he can see farther, it's only because of the shoulders of giants that he stands on. Now, we are so blessed to live in this day and age because we have access to all of the freaking greats. What a great time to be alive. Let's honor our strength. Let's push forward. Let's break through these barriers. Check out my ebook, Gathering Strength Everything is Fuel. Check out the paperback. Same title, same destination, strength, using everything as fuel. Until next time, I bid you adieu, and it's onward, always onward.